0: hello and welcome to another episode of the voice of alignment my name is shell nokikiola and it is always a great pleasure to share with you from the living word of god on this podcast now this is the day that the lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it Now, in this episode, we're going to be continuing on our series on the Nuggets for Winning Spiritual Battles. Now, over the past two episodes, we have been looking at uh, Nuggets for Winning Spiritual Battles. Uh, This is episode 31 and we started this series in episode 29. So, in episode 29, we started this series and we established the fact that spiritual battles are real but more real is our dominion and victory in these spiritual battles in ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 the bible makes us to understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places however when you read 1st uh, Corinthians chapter 15 verse uh, 57 the bible says but thanks be to god who gives us the victory through our lord and savior jesus christ when you read 1st john chapter 4 verse 4 the bible makes us to understand that you little children are from god and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world again when you read the book of first john chapter 5 verse 4 the bible says for whatsoever is born of god overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith when you look at all these passages we started from ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 which tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against power and so on and so on but when you look at the other three passages we've looked at first corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 first john chapter 4 verse 4 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, we see an assurance of our victory clearly stated. And that's why we said that, yes, spiritual battles are real, but more real is our victory in those spiritual battles. So what matters is not the fact that we face these spiritual battles. What matters is the fact that our victory in these spiritual battles are more real than the spiritual battles in themselves then in episode 30 which uh, is the second part in this series we went on to lay the foundation for our understanding of the power that we have at our disposal which we can employ in waging war against the enemy. We started with an account of the state of man in the beginning and how man lost uh, the glory and fellowship he had with God and entered into a fallen realm or a fallen state where the devil is master. We then looked at what Jesus did to rescue man from the dominion of the devil Colossians chapter 2 from verse 14 to 15 the bible says having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross verse 15 goes on to say having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it Now, after Jesus did this and offered himself to God as the sacrifice for our redemption, he introduced the personality that was the source of his power, the same power that he used to disarm principalities and powers and publicly humiliate them. He introduced that personality called the Holy Spirit. He introduced the Holy Spirit to us and made way for us to receive that same Holy Spirit in us. This Holy Spirit is the Spirit of power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. In Luke chapter 24 verse 49, the Bible says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. You see, the promise being talked about is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes in you, you receive the power of God in you in the amplified bible luke chapter 24 verse 49 says listen carefully i am sending the promise of my father this is jesus speaking he's saying listen carefully i am sending the promise of my father the holy spirit upon you but you are to remain in the city of jerusalem until you are clothed fully equipped with power from on high this is the amplified bible translation of Luke chapter 24 verse 49 now it is this power from on high that Jesus used to humiliate the devil it's not a different power it's the same power and he has handed it over to you and I so Jesus will not come to defeat the enemy for you as a believer he has given you the power Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall halt you you expecting jesus to come and help you destroy uh the works of the devil in your life is like you being a soldier who has been given an ak-47 rifle with bullets but uh, as a soldier you're still waiting for your commander to come and shoot uh, the enemy for you what jesus handed to you and i was his secret of power When you study the life of Jesus, you will see that it was when the Holy Spirit came on him that he began to destroy the works of the devil. There were demon-oppressed men and women before that time, but Jesus did not go near or try to cast them out. He simply minded his business at the age of 12 he was conversing with the theologians of his time and dumbfounding them they were shocked at his level of knowledge but he did not go beyond that his knowledge of theology or his knowledge about uh the 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 commandments or about uh what the scripture says that knowledge uh, did not qualify him cast out demons so he minded his business but when the holy spirit came on him things changed he became a terror to the devil that is why the devil came to tempt him after the holy spirit came upon him not before but after the holy spirit came upon him the devil will not tempt you if he does not consider you a threat or if there is nothing of value in you The Holy Spirit was the difference maker in the life of Jesus and that Holy Spirit is the spirit of power one thing you need to understand about spirits is that when a spirit enters a place the essence of that spirit is manifested in the physical what do i mean by this for instance when the spirit of depression enters a place there will be depression in that place you will just see that people there suffer from depression in fact even if a person is happy and you know has no cause for depression once he enters into that space especially especially without the holy spirit that person falls into depression when you read the book of first kings first kings chapter 22 you will see an account of Micaiah's vision uh, of how a lying spirit entered the place and the prophets uh, that ahab consulted began to lie this is how spirits operate their presence manifests their essence in other words the presence of a spirit manifests the essence of that spirit so when we talk about the holy spirit his essence is power and not just any power but the power of god in luke chapter 24 verse 49 luke chapter 24 verse 49 which we have previously looked at in the amplified bible it says listen carefully i am sending the promise of my father this is jesus speaking he's saying i am sending the promise of my father the holy spirit upon you but you are to remain in the city of jerusalem until you are clothed fully equipped with power from on high in other words the coming of the holy spirit comes with the essence of the holy spirit which is power so he's telling them tarry in jerusalem the holy spirit is going to come and when he comes you will be endued you will be fully equipped you will be clothed with power from on high in luke chapter 1 verse 35 luke chapter 1 verse 35 an angel was speaking to mary that angel said the holy ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. We see here another instance where power is being linked to the Holy Spirit, where power is being identified as the essence that is manifested with the coming of the Holy Spirit. When you read the book of Romans chapter 15, when you read verse 13, verse 16, and verse 19, you will see that the Holy Spirit is being linked to So, it is an anomaly for you to carry the spirit whose essence is the power of God and still be a victim of the devil in spiritual battles. It is an anomaly for you to carry the same power with which Jesus made a public spectacle of principalities and powers and then be a victim of those principalities and powers friends, as Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 puts it, we've already looked at this before, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 which says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places but you see this wrestling is a battle from a place or from a standpoint of assured victory when Jesus Christ humiliated principalities and powers as we see in Colossians chapter 2 from verse 14 to 15 as that passage shows us he more or less demonstrated the potency of his power over those principalities and powers before handing that power to us so how can we now carry that same power and be defeated by principalities and powers the truth is that the sight of you terrorizes those principalities and those powers your sight alone the sight of you terrorizes the devil and his entire hierarchy when they attack you it's because they fear you and you are a threat to them when you read the bible you will see the devil being called a serpent in revelations chapter 12 verse 9 the bible calls him the serpent of old when you study about snakes or when you start serpents are also called snakes so when you study about snakes one thing you will learn is that the average snake is afraid and only attacks a human when it feels threatened and this is the same case with the enemy if there is nothing about you if there is nothing in you that it makes you a threat to him he won't bother attacking you so the reason why the enemy will engage in a battle or it will confront you or will try to wrestle with you is because there is something of value that you carry there is something that you carry that is a threat to him that is a threat to his kingdom that is a threat to his agenda what you carry as a believer which is the holy spirit is the very power of god and that puts severs through the spine of the devil. But you see many of us believers are so ignorant of this and we are so ignorant of how to draw on this power. So very quickly let's look at a few things that we need to know in order to demonstrate this power in enforcing our victory over the enemy in spiritual battles. Now before we go into these few things let me emphasize the fact that these things that we are about to look into, are so crucial and it's very important for us to pay very close attention to these things that we're about to share the moment you accepted jesus christ you became the enemy's target that's one thing you need to know and god knows this and has given you as a believer he has given you the power not just to defend yourself but to also assault the enemy. The power is both a defensive and an offensive power. What Jesus did in Colossians chapter 12 verse 14 to 15 was not just a defense but a full offensive assault on the devil and his chain of command. By the time Jesus finished dealing with them, they were left in regret. They were regretting that they even had anything to do with nailing Jesus to the cross. You can see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8. They thought they were crucifying Jesus. They did not know that by crucifying Jesus, they were setting the appointment for their public humiliation. They thought they were killing Jesus, they did not know that they were opening the door to the power that will humiliate them. The same power that Jesus used in doing these things was what Jesus handed over to you as a believer through the person of the Holy Spirit yet there are Christians today who are victims of spiritual battles and that is because of ignorance not just of the power that they carry but also of some of the realities and facts about that power there are certain things you must align yourself with there are certain truths you must operate in there are certain things you must align with for that power that God has handed over to you through the person of the Holy Spirit for that power to walk through you even if you know the power you carry and are ignorant of these things or fail to align yourself with them that power will not work in your hands you will only be like a keg of gunpowder that lacks the capacity to explode or like a toothless bulldog. So what are these things? What are these realities? What are these truths that we need to align with? Now let's quickly look at three of uh, these things in this episode before we end this episode. The first truth that you need to align with is the fact that the power of God comes with responsibilities i'll repeat that the power of god comes with responsibilities a person who has power without responsibilities is a disaster waiting to happen for the power of god which is the essence of the holy spirit or the essence of the spirit of god for that power to be manifested and demonstrated through you you must align the responsibilities that are connected to that power now what are these responsibilities i'm talking about one of them is being a witness when you read the book of acts chapter one verse eight acts chapter one verse eight the bible says but ye shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and uttermost parts of the earth. Now, being a witness to Christ entails speaking about Christ and also acting like Christ. I repeat that. Being a witness to Christ entails both speaking about Christ and acting like Christ. It entails being a witness both in our words and in our deeds you see the disciples in antioch witnessed christ not just through what they said but also through what they did now what people saw them do was so much like Christ that they called them Christians which means Christ like you can see this in acts chapter 11 verse 26 many today are carrying the tag of Christianity they carry the id card of uh, being a christian but there is nothing Christ like in their lives they come to church and lift up holy hands on sunday and on monday they are cursing on the streets such people are far from demonstrating the power of God. The truth is that being a witness, which is a major responsibility of whoever carries the power of God, must be in both your words, must be in both words and deeds. This is why for men and women in the fivefold ministry, the demonstration of power is not only a product of the life people see on the altar, but also the life that they live in the secret in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4 we see Paul here Paul was speaking he said and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power but then the same Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 that same Paul went on to say but i discipline my body and bring it into subjection lest when i have To others, I myself should become disqualified. So here was a man who was witnessing with words. But then in the secret, he was aligning his flesh to what he witnessed by words. He was aligning his body to what he witnessed by words. He was aligning his deeds to what he witnessed by words. You cannot be a sheep in the church and a serpent in your place of work and expect to demonstrate this power. This is the responsibility that comes with the power of God. Many of us believers are failing in this responsibility and that is why the power seems not to be working. The second truth that we must align ourselves with is the fact that the power of God by virtue of the presence of the Holy Spirit is only as potent as your alignment with the will of God. Now, one thing about the Holy Spirit is that the same Holy Spirit that is the Spirit of Power is also the Spirit of Truth and He guides us in the path of God's will. Nothing intensifies the demonstration of power through you like your alignment with the guidance of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16 verse 13 the book of John chapter 16 verse 13 the Bible says however when he the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come so, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he is speaking on the authority of Christ. You cannot disobey or dilly-dally with what the Holy Spirit is saying and expects the power to work. Remember that Jesus was the one who handed that power to us. It is the secret and source of his power that he gave to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And so, the Holy Spirit cannot be giving us instructions. And we are not obeying those instructions and we expect that the essence of the Holy Spirit which is the power of God will be made manifest through us. The same applies with the Word of God. You cannot contravene the Word of God and expect to manifest the power of God. When you are living contrary to the Word of God and then you try to invoke the power that you carry because you have just listened to this podcast or a message like this you will be like a hunter who is in the bush and is about to attack a tiger the tiger is fast approaching with speed and with all the fury and the hunter targets the tiger with uh, a gun and pulls the trigger but the gun fails and no bullet comes out you can imagine that the gun does not even make a noise imagine such a situation That hunter is finished and that is the faith that a believer can suffer when his or her life is in disobedience to the word and yet he or she is trying to invoke the power of God to deal with the enemy. A personal experience I had of this situation was several years ago when the Holy Spirit was nudging me uh, to do something, to make a decision or to take some steps and i kept delaying and apparently at that point in time it was the face of my life where you know i was it was like i was uh battered on every side there was a lot of you know spiritual contention and spiritual battle against me i mean things were just it was a crazy experience at that point in time it was the face of my life where it was like the enemy just released um all his arsenal against me and then you know I will pray i will fast i will declare the word of god and you know do all of that and still yet it will look like this battle is not ending it will look like uh, all my prayer and all my efforts you know were just in vain but you see the problem i had was that i was in disobedience and i realized that the moment i obeyed the moment i aligned myself and i took the step that god wanted me to take uh everything just uh everything just died down i mean i was able to overcome that face all the battles you know were just it just it was like they never existed and that was how i was able to overcome you know that phase of my life in ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 the bible says that we should put on the whole armor of god that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil So now you see that whole armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6 verse uh, 11, that that passage is talking about in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. You see that whole armor of God, nothing creates a gap in that armor like disobedience or misalignment with the will and with the instructions of God and the moment the devil spots a gap he will aim at it and so that is why obedience or alignment is something that is very 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 important and non-negotiable in the demonstration of power the third and final reality that i'll be sharing in this episode which uh, we must align with is understanding the fact that the power of god in you qualifies you for the backing of god and his full array of heavenly forces now i'm not a military man neither do i have uh, any form of military training or 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 such but one thing that i have observed about soldiers is the fact that soldiers never walk alone every soldier that is armed is never alone never have i seen um, a soldier that is armed and alone You will never see a soldier walking the streets uh, with a gun all alone by himself. Without a gun, you can see them alone. They can wear their uniform and, you know, go about, go to the market, go to the shopping mall and, you know, go about their activities, you know, uh, just in their uniform but without a weapon. But the moment that they are with a weapon, you see that they are in a company of other armed soldiers. Never will you see a soldier going into battle alone. And this is one unique thing about uh, the military. I was studying, uh, you know, about some of the, the hierarchy or how the military is structured. And I discovered that the smallest unit in an army consists of 7 to about 14 soldiers. And that is called a squad. And then after a squad, above a squad, you have like a platoon a platoon comprises of about, uh, I think about 20 to 50 soldiers. After a platoon, you have a company which has about 100 to 250 soldiers. After a company, you have a battalion. A battalion has about 400 to uh, 1,200 soldiers. And then you have um, a brigade. And then after, I think a brigade has 2,000 to 8,000. And then after a brigade, you have a division. A division has 7,000 to 22,000. After a division, you have corps. A court has about 50,000 000- Uh, to 300,000 and then after corps, you have a field army which is made up of about two to five corps. and you see each of these groups you know have somebody that is in charge of them you know a squad has a sergeant that is in charge of the squad a platoon has a lieutenant that is in charge a company has a captain that is in charge you know when you have a battalion you have a lieutenant colonel that is in charge when you have a brigade or a regiment you have a brigadier general in charge when you have a division you have a major general in charge when you have a corpse you have um, a lieutenant general in charge and when you have a field army you have a general in charge now in all of this you see that never are they alone you never see the smallest unit which is a squad is made up of at least seven soldiers that is what you see in the military and this is the same thing that applies to us when we carry the power of God in us by virtue of the presence of the Holy Spirit by virtue of that arsenal that we have in us we are not alone the Holy Spirit that you carry and the power that you carry is the most lethal weapon and the moment you carry that power you are not alone God himself is with you Jesus is with you are angels that are assigned to you that are with you when you walk the streets you are not alone an example of this can be seen in the case or in the story of elisha in second kings uh, chapter 2 you know you can read this passage at your free time second kings chapter 2 this was a case where you know there was uh an army i think it was the assyrians you know that were uh against uh israel and all of that there was there was a war and every time the 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 king uh the assyrian king would you know come up with a strategy uh the holy spirit will reveal it to elisha and then elisha will reveal it to the king and then you know the the, the that's the king of israel and the assyrian King got very upset and felt like, what's going on here? Who is the person revealing my secrets to the Israelites? And you know, somehow, somehow they traced that okay, the, the tips going to uh the king of Israel were coming from Elisha. And so he sent soldiers after Elisha when you read second Kings chapter two from verse 13 to 17. Let's read it. Second Kings chapter 2 from verse 13 to 17 and he said now this is the king of Assyria speaking he said and he said go and spy where he is that he's talking to his soldiers now he's saying go and spy where he is that I may send and fetch him and it was told him saying behold he is in Dothan that is Elisha Elisha is in Dothan verse 14 goes on to say therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host and they came by night and compassed the city about verse 15 goes on to say and when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth behold and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots and his servant said unto him alas my master how shall we do verse 16 goes on to say and he answered fear not for they that be with us are more than they that be with them verse 17 listen to this and elisha prayed and said lord i pray thee open his eyes that he may see now listen to this and the lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about elisha this was elisha in the old testament now how much more you and i in the new testament how much more you and i who carry the power of god in this new testament in this episode I have said a lot, but if there is one thing that you should remember from this episode, it should be the fact that by virtue of the power of God that you carry through the presence of the Holy Spirit, you are not alone. God is with you. His angels are with you. Whenever I'm in a place or in a state of danger, one of the things that I do is that I consciously switch my vision to the eyes of my mind and I begin to imagine angels i am not alone i begin to imagine that those angels are with me in second kings chapter 19 verse 35 we saw how one angel killed 185,000 soldiers and when i imagine those angels with me i don't imagine one or two on a normal day when there is no danger when there is nothing uh you know and i just want to imagine them i imagine at least three or more going about with me i imagine at least three of them with me and that is because i know i'm able to imagine that because i know and i am confident of the fact that i am not alone yes the asset that i carry which is the holy spirit and the power of god yes that asset is potent enough to deal with the enemy but irrespective of that fact I know that I am not alone because heaven is backing me up. There are angels with me. God is with me. This is the very point that I want you to remember from this episode. Now in the next episode, uh, we will continue in this series but we will be focusing on strategies for winning spiritual battles we'll be looking into strategies for winning spiritual battles and if you're wondering what strategies we could be discussing you can wait until the next episode to know but i'll leave you with one passage from paul paul said in first corinthians chapter 9 verse 26 he said therefore i run thus not with certainty thus i fight not as one who beats the air You see, fighting the enemy without knowing the strategy for winning is like beating the air instead of beating the enemy. And this will be the core of our message or of our discussion in the next episode. But as far as this episode is concerned, I want you to take this with you. You carry the power of God and you are not alone now in light of this and to help you to remember this i'd like to leave you with a song that is titled i get backing by minister victoria orenzi The song starts with some lines which are in Yoruba language and then goes into uh, some English or some vernacular, you know. But then I know that there are many of you who listen to this podcast who are not Yoruba, of course, who... A lot of you are Nigerians. There are people who are, are not Nigerians, but from other countries in Africa. And there are people all over the world, you know, who listen to this episode. So it starts with some lines in Yoruba. And what those lines are saying is that whoever faces me Will meet my father. Whoever comes against me, whoever confronts me, will have a case with my father because I am not alone. Goes on to say that I walk with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I get backing, which is I have backing so i'd like to leave you with this song and um, i trust that you'll be blessed by this song i'll see you again in the next episode please do well to share this episode with a friend you've been blessed by the things that you've heard in this episode please do well to also share it with a friend and let somebody else one two three four five six ten people You can share it with them and let them also be blessed by the things that you've heard in this episode. I look forward to sharing the word of God again with you in the next episode. Until then, keep living in victory and in dominion. God bless you.
1: It's Roku cook company. ba, ba, mean I get back in. Home. I know they walk alone. And it's over, do you come me? ba, ba, mean le. And it's over, Roku, Ba, 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 ba me let you I get back in old <laughs> I know they walk alone I walk with God the Father, walk with God the Son I walk with God the Spirit, three of them join I get back in old I know they walk alone. Ha. I walk with God, the Father. Walk with God, the Son. I walk with host of angels. All of them join. I get back in You I know they walk alone. Say, Anytoba, 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 will come? about, about oh. And it's over, And it's over, about, oh. I back I know they walk alone. I know they walk alone. It's true. Say and it's over, don't you call me. And it's over, do you call me. About. About, oh. about, about, Cook company Any tomorrow me and it's oh. Because I get back in. I know they walk. I know they walk. I like this one. And it's Oba coming. And it's a coming. it. And it's tell mommy. And it's mommy.